Hi everyone, um, welcome back again today in our Tech Talk. Um, today's episode we're going to talk about image recognition and uh, machine vision or anything to do with um, visualizing images uh, through computer, identifying images and what we can do with these identified images. It's a very, um, a very crucial topic. It's related to many other, um, you know, um, latest technological advancements like AI, machine learning. All of these things do relate to machine vision because, for a computer to do or understand anything, it needs to be able to see. And machine vision or you know, image recognition gives the ability for a computer to see and identify objects that are around it. So this is a very cool topic. Not only AI, it expands onto many other things, Internet of Things and other other um, um, IT tools as well. So yeah, a uh, very cool topic to talk about and I thought our audience will very much enjoy what we have, um, you know, the experiences and um, knowledges we've gathered over the years working around this topic. So yeah, let's... Uh, Let's um, let's talk about machine vision and um, computer image recognition. Hi, I'm um, Aranath. Yeah, I think it's a cool topic, and thanks again for the introduction. Um, uh, image recognition, computer vision, machine vision. I mean, there are so many terms, and it's a quite a relevant topic because um, these days we hear about self-driving cars. So they have cameras, and they. Um, they drive recognizing objects in their paths. Then you have uh, surveillance cameras that recognize faces of people. So that's how police or law enforcement agencies detect, um, um, I mean, people who are doing harm to others, uh, burglars, thieves, etc. And then you have um, OCR software. So this is uh, something that reads um, uh, that reads an image and converts that into a text. So OCR actually stands for optical character recognition. So um, I mean, normally you have a word file, but word file has text, so it's easy. But suppose you have an image of a PDF or a or a image of a book, the page of a book, and you want to extract text from it. So you'll use something called as an OCR software that will extract the text, put it in a word format, which you can then edit and use. So yeah, I mean, it has a lot of applications. Um, it's a very exciting topic because it's not just related to day-to-day -day activities, but computing and other things as well. So yeah, let's dive deep into it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, when we talk about machine vision or, you know, character recognition or anything to do with, you know, digitally seeing things, we first need to, you know, think about why is it. So. We are trying to, I mean, you know, from like 20 years ago or even 30 years ago with the advent of computing, you know, we tried to integrate that with our lives. At that time, if you type something in Microsoft Word or a notepad, you know, those are digit digital text. But then we were also heavily reliant on paper, uh, paper trails, you know, everything was printed, everything was written down, even a signature was, you know, signed on a paper, etc. And then came the scanner. And the first, when I f heard about scanner, a scanning machine, I thought, wow, this is, this is amazing. This is where the digital world, because we already, with computing, you know, we had computer games, we had computer softwares, and we had a whole world within the computer already. You know, our, my documents were in 
And I always thought, okay, we, I first came to know about printer, and I thought, okay, anything that I create in digital world, I can bring them to my real world by printing it. And that was it. And I thought, okay, you know, digital world is this small world which where I can create things, and then you know, physical world is the real big world with all the all the rest of the information, and I need the what I created to be printed. And then printer was you know, this one-way communication between the digital world and real world. And then slowly, slowly, the digital world started to become bigger and bigger, and we started to do more things digitally rather than anything else, you know. Now we even, you know, sign a document digitally as yes. well. So um, as the world became bigger, before it was one-way communication, you print things out. But then how do you take things from a real world into the computer. And then that was the scanner. And I thought, okay, okay, there you go, there you go two-way communication. But then I realized that scanner only scans the document and it saves it as, a, as an image. So the computer doesn't actually know the text that I just scanned. It just, I understand it's, it's, it's as um, bitmap Im images. And then there was this need that whatever was created in the in the physical world, you know, all of these, you know, books that, you know, scholars and, you know, novelists and, you know, all of these people have written all of this knowledge, you know, if they're not available in the digital world, then we can't really make the most out of those information. And if we just scan, then we're not really making full use of that you know information because it it can't, cannot be digitally read so that's when you know this technology evolved OCR where you understand the texts that are written in an image and obviously then it you know starting expanding into you know real time understanding of texts or objects in in image and that's how we get machine vision where it tries to understand, you know, in real time, you know, as you said, you know, um, computers are looking at CCTV cameras and un identifying human faces or even ANPR, automatic number plate recognition. Yes. They're trying to yeah. identify the texts in the number plates and things like that. So, yeah, so that's how we evolved and have a smooth transition between real world and physical world by computers ability to understand everything around real world before able to just you know initially just read text or just see an image of something in real world and then more and more as we started doing more and more things digitally we needed digital world to be more powerful and be able to talk to the real world you know in in a more smoothly so because of that we now there was a need for computers to understand what it understand. There was a need for computers to be able to see what we see, and that's, you know, the the sort of the primary motivator of all of these technologies. OCR to understand the text, uh, image recognition to understand, you know, the objects in an image, and then real time, you know, camera object recognition where it understands anything that it can see in a real-time video and identify what object is what. With all, you know, all of this advent of technology, we, we came to actually see how much more ways we can use this. Because before, you know, it was just a communication between the digital world and real world. But the more machine were capable of identifying these things, the more we realized, oh, we can use this to 
to to create self-driving cars because now digitally we can you know understand in real times all the objects that are around us so from that there all of these new things emerged where we you know found new ways to use this technology so yeah that's how we ended up here with with all of these new technologies um, where the computer is understanding what is around it basically giving the computer a vision very true very true and well well put uh, Renath I think yeah, you've summarized it quite well so the tra transition I mean the taking data from physical world and putting it into digital world and taking data from digital world and putting it into physical world I think you've summarized it really well using a printer and a scanner example um, and uh, yes you're right it's actually f before we jump into um, the benefits and the applications i think we should understand how human vision works and why what is printer actually doing and what is a scanner actually doing so the most important thing is depth so um, computers they record videos which are two-dimensional it has a length and a height it doesn't have any depth to it um, and human vision has depth so we can see not just the length and width of an object but we can also see the depth uh, how deep it goes and that uh, gives us the ability to perceive whether it's close to us or distant from us etc and that's very crucial when we interact with day-to-day -day objects because suppose we take our hand close to an object near uh, my uh, near me and I just pick up a bottle I know how far is it but if I just show this to a computer this particular image that you're viewing now the computer just sees a two-dimensional object and it doesn't know who is human who is a bottle what is behind is there a mic is the person wearing a t-shirt etc and that is basically very difficult for machine to understand and we need to train them so when it comes to paper as you said scanning so we take a paper two-dimensional object we have some text on it and we put it in a scanner it takes a photo of it photo itself is a two-dimensional object and then it it just has no understanding of what the photo contains and OCR software helps it to recognize uh, text in a particular format uh, to then be uh, able to identify and then convert that into a digital text that can be edited because the photograph itself we cannot edit so with OCR software we get the ability to extract the text and be then be able to edit it and you rightly said that there are so many books now which are there in the world which has to be scanned because you cannot just ship books to every part of the world um, computers uh, they don't understand depth so we take a image we scan it and then um, computer sees it as a photograph but it doesn't know how to identify and OCR software helps it to identify but what the software is doing is um, it has already gone through a lot of text images and it has uh, an understanding of how each alphabet looks when written in different styles which is calligraphy and then it understands okay if a T is written in this way then no matter how T is placed in that photograph it will always be considered a T and say A, B, C etc and that's how you can identify what the word is and then put it in the word document or whatever um, so yeah so th this is um, image recognition or OCR which is a part of computer vision because it is just 2D it's just a two-dimensional object being converted into a two-dimensional object 
But what about a three-dimensional object? Like when you're driving a car, we talk about self-driving cars. So if you're talking about self-driving cars, then you are seeing objects on the road, which are other cars, humans, cyclists, um, then animals, um, etc. Uh, other objects, other vehicles, etc. So those are three-dimensional objects and computers don't know whether it's uh, what that three-dimensional object is so that's why computer vision is important because we have to understand how human vision works and then replicate that into uh, computer vision make the computer understand what the object is how far the object is how quickly we are traveling towards the object and if that object is a human being or a vehicle how do we avoid it or how do we interact with it um, and and that's the big challenge and the way they do is they take the photo or the video or the yeah the the video which is nothing but a photograph running uh, say 30 frames per second so it's basically 30 photos being uh, played in one second and a video is normally that and once you know that okay from one photo to another photo what pixel is changing and is that pixel changing constantly or is that pixel fixed and based on that you can identify um, what is there in the image um, and um, yeah so it's it's pretty fascinating so you have to start with a human vision computer vision or machine vision then go down and machine vision has two aspects video uh, and um, photographs and the photographs is related to OCR and the video is related to what you see in real life using a camera so it's pretty fascinating it is yeah and uh, it's it's uh, interesting you mentioned about human vision as well and comparing it to computer vision because there, there's one uh, very interesting study i um i um came to know about is um a study was done by um you know done on on blind people who were blind from birth so they have never seen the world um, but um, obviously with uh, you know the technological advancement in medicine and medical industry you know there were ways to give blind people sight now if the person has you know as I said um, has never seen real life before they never had sight uh, and were blind from birth uh, after giving them after they had their operation and they had their sight they for, for the first time they started seeing the world the way we see but you know a lot of cases they were already adults and you know n knew how to navigate around the world but now they're able to see now um what ha what the study did is they first showed them drawn you know a triangle and a square next you know in on, on a piece of paper or in a computer screen and then they showed them that this is what a triangle is this is the definition of triangle and that's why this is a triangle and this is a square and that's it etc now if you as me and you as you know when we see a triangle on top drawn on top of a square so the tri triangle and square is drawn in the same space so they sort of cross each other overlap. They, they, yeah they overlap we would still understand that there is a triangle and then there is a square straight away throughout what we've learned over years we un I, we can identify triangles even if it is you know overlapped or you know 
in, in on top of many other artifacts you know other geometric circles and geometric objects um, but the blind person who just got their side back wasn't able to identify triangle and square straight away even if, if they are superimposed on top of each other they would just see different um, random shapes which are created by the borders of of triangle and uh, square with a uh, cross section you know you would probably see a two or three smaller triangles and then an hexagon and that kind of stuff they weren't able to identify that there were you know a, a superimposition of triangle and a square because they haven't had the opportunity to learn this that we sort of in intuitively learn as we navigate around our world we see various shapes and we kind of can identify the what are the important shapes and objects that we need to that are important to us so even as humans this would this kind of proves that we also after being born we also see everything in in a jumbled way the way the world is and then we slowly learn what shapes are important to us what objects are important to us and how we can you know navigate around the world how we can what needs to be picked up and things like that and the blind person couldn't first identify all of this and then obviously over time they you know got used to it their brain started to learn and so yeah um human vision is just like that we also go through the learning process that yes. the computer vision is now slowly going through that process of learning it is true and uh, the way they learn is uh, again through a lot of uh, repetition so suppose uh, i show the photo of a dog or a cat quite a common meme on the internet these days a cat photo or a dog photo so you have a dog uh, but you have so many different types of dogs so you try to show a photo of a dog and you ask the computer what it is and the, because the computer doesn't know you say that this picture is a dog then you show another picture and you ask the computer what it is and the computer then uses the reference of the first dog and then says maybe it's a dog maybe it's something else it doesn't know so you say it's a dog and then you move on to the third image and that's how you do lots of images say millions of images and you tell the computer that over a period of time you have recognized all the patterns you have stored it and every time i've told whether it's a dog or a cat and you should now if i show you after say the 1 millionth or the 10 millionth image of a dog the computer should be able to tell that okay based on all the learning that i've done this is a dog now i think you mentioned very rightly that we learn we go through that learning process but we go through that learning process over so many years right yes machine learning the advantage is we can train the computer in a few days yes yes And that's that's the um, that's the advantage of using computers because what we learned over 10 years they can learn in one year all that training can be done because they can run 24/7 so whatever objects that we recognized say a tree a branch a cake a pastry a computer a laptop road cars bottles glasses printers etc they can all be trained uh, to a computer model and once that model then gets a new image based on its learning past learning experience it can then identify what the object is right so 
again how do they actually identify whether it's a dog or a cat just by looking at a photograph because a photograph in a digital world is made of pixels so suppose you have an image that image is a 10 megapixel so whenever you take a photograph from a digital camera it says 10 megapixel your smartphone says 48 megapixel so what does it mean so megapixel means it has i think mega is 10 power 6 sorry 10 power 6 is giga 10 power 6 is mega 10 power 9 is giga so 10 power 6 pixels or 10 million 10 power 6 is yeah 10 million pixels in one square or whatever is the size yeah so suppose 1280 by 720 we define so that's the normal size so people who are watching us right now on this video they might have the aspect ratio of 16 is to 9 1280 by 720 or 1280 by 1080 um, and um, that's the resolution that's the size of the rectangle and in that rectangle you have 10 million pixels and each pixel is a dot each dot can have three colors RGB red green blue uh, and based on the intensity it has a particular value and based on the location of that particular pixel and the brightness and the color and then you apply that to the whole uh, 10 million pixels you come and see an object and that object could be a human could be a table could be a chair and then you tell the computer to look and identify patterns so if a human is there there'll be a head so there'll be something round on top then they will have yes. shoulders they'll have arms etc they'll have two legs two limbs if it's a table it'll have a certain things and then you take the for the image of a table from multiple angles so you add depth so it has depth recognition yes. and that's how you train the models using <coughs> machine learning and these uh, deep neural networks i think uh, you have spoken about machine learning and artificial intelligence in one of our previous talks where you talk about how this training model works and eventually a computer learns but now whatever you have learned you have to apply it in real time because humans do one thing very well they recognize an object and they interact with it in real time so it's not like oh that's a phone I'll take some time to understand what a phone is and then interact with it. No, humans see a phone, they pick it up. So computers should yes. be able to do that the same thing in real time. And that's where this whole discipline of computer vision, uh, image recognition, machine learning is now being put into practice. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, there are so many benefits to this. I mean, obviously, as soon as we're, we're you know, we're doing more things we're making more discoveries on finding more ways for computers to see we're also finding more ways for it for, to use this to automate and to enhance our lives like self-driving cars and like you know cctvs who can identify objects and images and stuff um so yeah the more it advances the more i mean we maybe there are use cases that we didn't even think about yet but we will be in future um that you know that will completely change our lifestyle but potentially but yeah i mean this is definitely a space to watch for future i mean you know there there will be more technological advancements more new innovations and with that there will be more ways to use these these um, benefits of these tools 
I think uh, one of the benefits that um, I mean people are already seeing is um, in X-rays. So you know um, when people take X-rays, it takes a couple of days to get the report of what the X-ray. Taking X-ray is quite straightforward. You go, you sit in a machine, you get the X-ray. But a doctor has to look at it, and they have to say, okay, what this X-ray means, what we have, what we are actually observing, and do you have any particular deformities, disease, injuries, etc. Um, and that takes time. But what if a machine has a database of looking at millions of fractures, say millions of fractures or millions of cancer photographs? Mm -hmm. So you can see spots in your lungs, so white spots or black spots or whatever. And then you train the model, and that is now being applied. So what you need to tell is, say with say eighty percent or ninety percent accuracy, you can train the computer model to look at an X-ray and tell what the problem is. and a doctor can then validate whether the problem is right or wrong so the majority of the hard work has been done by the computer and then just the doctor just validates it absolutely yeah this is one of the biggest um, advancement of ai i mean you know understanding the medical um, medical imaging medical, yeah medical imaging i mean you you feed a machine learning software through millions and millions of data points which are you know previously done x rays to train it because you know in previously done x rays whether it was a cancerous lungs or not and then computer learns from it and i think it was over 90% accuracy when the ai was you know trained with millions of data points yes. and they was able to do it really accurately and then when you augment this performance with an experience experienced surgeon or a medical practitioner their experience kind of it takes the accuracy to like 96 to 97% so it just yeah i mean it, ai and humans working together really brings out the highest um level of percentage of success yes so um yeah it's been done already and yeah that's that's one of the ways image recognition is used in conjunction with ai to identify various medical artifacts uh, so so recently uh, i was i was reading uh, i mean an example where uh, suppose you have a database of a million images and you want to tag them and you want to classify what mm. what objects are there in each of the images and uh, you can assign a you can ask a human to do that task but suppose you would want to do that quickly a machine learning algorithm that can identify millions of images quickly and tag them correctly i think it's much more useful because then humans can be used for validating rather than tagging it because that's a more uh, consume uh, more uh, time consuming activity so that's where um, um, image recognition and uh, machine learning helps play a very uh, important role and when it comes to the real vision real time vision say in cameras uh, especially on cars which are moving then um, i mean more and more training so that's why you see these google cars and teslas and all the things always recording videos because the more scenarios they go through the more deeper understanding they have of the surroundings and then it makes our lives much safer suppose we have to use self driving cars in the future Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, as you said, tagging images. This is it sounds like a oh, very you know what's the point of that? But this is so powerful. This could be used in such a powerful way. Understanding when the computer understands the objects that are inside an image, that basically 
you know gives them i mean what what do you call understanding i mean you know we use this word you know i understand what is in this picture or i understand this mathematical formula understanding is a is a is a tricky concept i mean you know we we use this word all the time we know what we mean but when we say the computer understands the objects in an image obviously you know it it doesn't have consciousness or awareness like we do but anything that we would do by gathering that information of a picture of a cat you know the decisions we'll make uh the computer is able to make those decisions like you know if 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 there was a real time you know um imaging system where you know in in a self driving car where it's looking at all the cars that are coming and then you know the 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 front camera picks up a car uh, an oncoming traffic and you know and the if the computer understands that that in that image there is a car and that car is coming towards us quickly at a certain speed it will know based on what it understood it will know what to do so that's all we do i mean we understand yeah. a car is coming to us and we take actions based on it based on what we we yes. understood the computer is also able to do that yeah it doesn't have awareness or the same understanding the same level of understanding as we do but it still can make those decisions and that's what matters when you're giving it control to drive a car to make the right decision make the right control yes. to take you from you know place a to place b so yeah i mean uh, it's it's very important for computers to understand the objects and that's what the tagging of images do so you can you can have a million picture of cats different types of cat or different colors black golden everything different breeds but if it understands which that it is a cat first of all then it will know you know i mean we could program it to do if it is a picture of cat then do this or if it's a picture of a dog then do this yes and nowadays yeah. i've seen that the computer you know these these modules have become so intelligent it, you know even a lot of the times uh humans don't fully understand um you know the objectives objects in a in a in a in a picture if it's blurry or things like that but computer does bring up results which are actually scarily accurate when we even when we try to do something in a computer it, there are captcha tests that prove that yes. you're not a robot over there this is actually the same kind of exercise where you have to identify say traffic lights or you know um various objects in in a picture and computers are getting better day and day day to day computers are getting better and better at it and they will be able to solve those problems very very soon the only reason we get away with it is that you know when we see the picture it's kind of chopped off in various pieces and um you know the those if if they're chopped off then if if you identify each of those little blocks as a separate image then you might not you know the computer might not realize what it is a picture of but we when all of them are put, all of those little blocks are put together we can still understand what it is but yeah over time even this will be overcome so but you know uh, i mean this is this is very interesting but i'm not sure if you're aware that the recaptcha that we use uh, when we are logging in to identify whether we are a human or not is actually being used to train machines 
Ah, okay. So we are actually the dummies who are tagging the images. So right, th- th- okay. think of it like this. I mean, there are so many people logging in every single day, right? And there are so many million images that we need to train, but we need humans to tag them in order to tell machines what they are, right? Yes. So you you ask machines to tag, but initially you will have to tell them what it is, then they will learn. But in order for them to learn, we need to help them see images with the tagging. So suppose they ask you to select the bicycles in the images, six images that you're shown, you tag, okay, these are bicycles. And then that is used to train the machine. <laughs> that is very clever, actually. I, I have heard this, I think, somewhere. Uh, basically, obviously, when you are teaching the machine, you have to tell, you know, at the point of training, you have to tell that did they guess it correctly or not? You know, is it a traffic light or is it not? How would they know that exactly. without having that information so yeah as humans are teaching them by by so, doing so that we are training those models as we log in and it's a very this is a form of distributed uh, network or distributed computing of power so you rather than one person doing all the task you divide it among millions of people who are logging in and yes. uh, that way you can train the model and you can help it get better so suppose you select a wrong image, then there is an AI telling, okay, you have actually selected a wrong image. So there are, there are opportunities there. And, and you also mentioned about uh, the image recognition uh, and they are getting better. And you know what? Um, the human reaction is a tad bit slower. So the reason is that suppose you are driving on a road and you have so much information. The information can be traffic signs, pedestrians crossing the road, animals crossing the road, you looking at your speedometer, you looking at your uh, navigation on your uh, uh, phone or the device in your car, and then you have to look at the road and look at all these things. So there is so much information to capture. Now with computer vision, what happens is it recognizes the uh, traffic uh, signs. So suppose there is a stop symbol, there is a giveaway sim- uh, give symbol or there is a traffic light, it recognizes it much faster than you can and then it reacts to it by say pressing the brake automatically without you hurting or crossing the red light. And that's where I think machine vision might become far more superior as we train them that they will be able to react far quicker than humans even when we see the objects in the same way. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, that's the benefit of anything, you know, digitizing everything. It it doesn't have awareness, it doesn't have the understanding capability as we do. But everything else, in every other aspect, they are so much faster and so much more accurate and so much more efficient than humans. So as soon as that hurdle is met, as soon as we make machines that are intelligent and understand things, things it will be, you know, in a blink of an eye, it will be able to read everything there is to read and you know gather knowledge uh, throughout the internet and uh, there will be many amazing things or dangerous things i mean there is always that risk that we have created dangerous things so there might be dangerous things that they are (laughs) learning as well so we have to be very careful because uh, i think uh, i'm not sure if you heard this is i think um, outside topic but ai models gpt3 and everything that they are being Mm -hmm. trained now with humans and if you tell them a lot of abusive words, they actually start learning that and they start using that in their sentences. 
so ah. so it's it's kind of a very interesting way that okay out go learn whatever is there on the internet but there are a lot of negative abusive things on the internet which the algorithm can learn absorb and use yes so we have to be really careful and uh, that's why uh, there is this ethics question like um, will computers be biased ai will will it be biased um, i mean i know we are talking about machine vision but this is something to think <laughs> about will uh, these algorithms be biased to people who are training them and people who are not training them because suppose we are only showing them objects which are in a developed country then they will be biased to objects in developing countries because they are, they are much random much chaotic say it's uh, they recognize people who are fairer in um, skin tone but then you have a skin tones which are darker so they might be biased to darker skin tones so yes i i think coming the models absolutely i think i've read an article regarding this that some of the ais that were trained they were you know identifying darker skinned people a lot less with a lot less accuracy, accuracy than than fair skinned people so they definitely um, yeah i mean it will do what you teach it to do so if you give it data with a lot of fair skinned um people's faces that's what it will be best at identifying um so yeah it's important to remain unbiased there is definitely a need for you know for to look at ethical sides as you are developing anything ai there is definitely an ethical um reason ethical um uh need to to be ethically correct as you are building this is very powerful and you know the computer vision yeah the technology of you know looking technology of being able to see is very cool but what is it seeing and how it is being controlled and based on that what implications will it have in future these are all the things to think about um so yeah i mean all, obviously computer vision is a relatively small subject and it, it ties in very well with ai and other things but you know that we still need to always think about the ethical implications of yes. everything that we do and yeah we might think it doesn't it's not within the scope of computer vision but that's not the case whatever it is seeing if you are building a tool that makes computers to able, be able to see then you should also have control or unbiased feed of what it can see true, so true. It, and, it is, and uh, the same applies to human beings so when we show a computer the photograph of a human being we normally show them able bodied human beings but what about people with disabilities people without limbs people without uh, people with scars on their faces people with burns on their bodies how do we make computers help them recognize those uh, deformities and disabilities and put that in our model i think that's also very important because most of the models that we train we train with healthy um, objects not objects healthy uh, beings um, and regular objects but we don't uh, treat uh, teach them about unhealthy beings and disformed objects so i think that's also quite crucial because you have to train the model effectively across all parameters you cannot just take the positive scenarios and then just say okay my model is trained but what about the negative scenarios the error handlings etc and that has to be adapted and 
the other um, application I just thought of um, in image recognition and this is the uh, chess so you know uh, chess is a game of um, rules so you know mm -hmm. this is the piece the piece looks like this and these are the rules but what if you can teach a computer to just look at how the pieces are moving learn from it and then play it without you ever telling which piece does what right right so this okay. is an application of um, machine vision or computer recognition that you don't tell what the object of the game is you just tell the uh, computer to look at how the images are changing identify what it is happening using the pixels and then try to understand what the rules of the game are and then try to play it and that is yes. being used in multiple models of game plays and etc <coughs> and uh, i think uh, there is a company from google deep mind that they have training these models uh, they have this model for alpha go um, and alpha deep I, I can't remember the exact name I'll, I'll mention that in our description but that model initially it was trained to uh, calculate based on the rules because you know okay if I'm a white piece or a black piece I'm able to do certain moves when the opponent makes a certain move so I know the rules of the game but what if you don't teach the computer what the rules of the game are and they learn just by looking at what's happening on the screen and that's even more powerful because that way the computer learns the rule by itself and then starts playing it so it means you just have to start giving them images define nothing about it and the computer picks it up and that is even more powerful because that's how humans learn so sometimes babies they look at parents what they are doing and they try to imitate that and learn from it and uh, we are very good at it because we try to copy what our parents are doing we copy the sounds we copy the actions we copy um, uh, many other things uh, just by looking at our parents so I think computers are getting better and better at those models as well yes yes absolutely and uh, yeah again this is another use case yeah m might be entertainment might be cool but it it, it could have even bigger implications when it when it is able to learn the rules just by looking at i mean i think even a human who doesn't know the rules to play chess they would have to look at a lot of chess games to be able to really understand what all the rules are but if a computer can do it in in you know because because it, you can feed a lot of information to it very quickly it can learn quickly as well yes so you know, if, if a computer can learn how to play chess, it could also learn how to play, you know, how to write codes, for example. Yes. And then yes. it could potentially be able to know how to write codes to create another AI. And that would probably become even, you know, much better AI than we ever did. So, of course, there are, you know, so many benefits and potential applications. I mean, if, if you look at the big picture, we are nothing but uh, small um, atoms or molecules or whatever you want to call it, or particles, okay? Particles yeah. are following the rules or the fundamental rules of physics. And uh, those particles follow the rules of gravitation, electromagnetism, strong, weak, etc. And they follow certain rules and those rules make us. And um, there is a saying that... Uh, uh, human beings are a way for the universe to understand itself so universe created all the particles and the particles 
through all the particles a human being arose and now human beings are trying to understand what the particle is <laughs> think of it like that it's circular so we could be the ai but in a different form <laughs> of course absolutely yeah yeah i mean we are i mean we are we are intelligent based on you know all the other surrounding element uh, animals etc but um yeah i mean we are calling the computer created digitally created intelligence as artificial intelligence but to uh, to another completely you know different kind of life we are the artificial intelligence could be could very well be there it is uh, fascinating to think about but um yeah i mean i don't know <laughs> we could reach a, like a reach to a definitive result by thinking about this i think um, um i was watching some movies um interstellar or something and uh, they talk about this that actually the pinnacle of uh, human intelligence will be ai because human intelligence has uh, limits we cannot think yes. that fast we cannot react that fast we are emotional we don't take into account many things we are sometimes not logical when we take decisions etc but a computer can accurately take decisions of course it's not emotional um and that might uh, make it sound very rude etc but it can make very highly precise statistical decisions and sometimes th- this contrast is displayed in movies because they say that human beings take sometimes just because they take irrational decisions they reach a certain pinnacle which a computer will not because they will measure the risk um, and they will say okay this is the percentage of risk so i'll not take that action but a human being aware of the risk they still take that action and they make progress so yeah i mean yeah. and um, i think what will happen is that in the future we will slowly transform into um, artificial intelligence all our the brain dumps that you can call it will download our memories and thoughts into machines so that we can live forever in machines and machines can last longer the only problem with machines now is they are not self healing with a human body you can heal so suppose you get injured you heal yourself um, with a machine you can't repair you have to go to some place replace the part and then um, make it work but uh, with a human being it's just take some medicines and you heal yourself you build your own body part so suppose you have self healing electronics self healing chips self healing microprocessors then the game changes quite drastically because then a laptop or anything they it can last 20 30 40 50 100 years and that will outlive human beings and that's the time where the intelligence will take the next level i don't know <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely it's fun to think about it's fascinating but um, there are a lot of unknowns and uh, only the time will tell all, all the interest- time will tell yes you're right so anyway i think this was a good uh, topic and uh, yeah yeah uh thank you so much again uh for suggesting this um i think it's quite useful and um i'm sure that our viewers and listeners uh can connect to the other topics that we have discussed so far uh ai uh big data so big data is related to lot of data which machines can then use to learn and now we are talking about a particular type of data which is photographs and videos through which machines can again learn so we are trying to keep um this um idea that okay how things are all connected so from internet of things because in the future we'll have uh internet of things as well devices that can recognize objects that can recognize voices etc and make our lives much more simpler 
So I think the grand theme is that don't get scared of these devices. Of course, they are capturing a lot of information about you, but they are trying to do that so that your lives can be improved and it can be enhanced. Absolutely, totally agree with you, Amit. Yeah, my last words are also along the same lines. I would just urge the audience um, to just be aware of it. Um, I'm not saying that everyone should be an expert in image processing or image recognition, but it's, it is a new technology that is going to be embedded within all other technologies that we have in future. So it's a good idea to know about it, what it can do, what it can't do. So you can stay safe online and also you might come up with a very cool idea for the next advancement of within, within this area. So yeah, definitely be aware of it, know more about it, uh, you know, do some research, it's an interesting topic, so you'll, just, you'll definitely like it. And yeah, with that, that was all I had to say. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. <laughs>